0: Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. The Rise Up Network is committed to sharing those stories of servant leaders, those men and women that are out there in the community in the marketplace making a difference, making an impact and raising others up. We have two great servant leaders in studio with us who are rising up and making a huge difference. I have the director responsible for community outreach and education with the Financial Literacy Center, Chase Peckham. Chase. Welcome,
1: sir. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And we also have um, a repeat, repeat guest and and a friend, founder and CEO of GoldsteinGolf.com and the ultimate T Box Experience, Jeff Goldstein. Jeff, thanks for coming back.
2: Thanks for having. Yeah. Us out here. Awesome.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to have this conversation. I know you guys just had your big annual event and you guys have both exciting updates. Um, you know, but Before we get into that stuff, just let's talk a little bit about background. You know, Chase, I know you're with
1: the Financial Literacy Center.
0: Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? What's kind of been your path? I actually
1: grew up in Lake Arrowhead, California, uh, okay. two hours north in the mountains, just neighbors to Big Bear Lake. Right on. And uh, lived in San Diego here after I graduated from college, so I've been here about 24 years. Not that that ages me at all. Right. Where'd you go to school? Uh, University of San Francisco. Okay. Played baseball up there and had a great time up north, and then... As soon as I graduated, I hightailed it down here to uh, San Diego. Nice, yeah. nice. And, and how long have you been with the Financial Literacy Center? Since uh, 2009, so going on ten year, or more than 10 years now. Wow. And before that worked for the San Diego Padres for 11 years, in the good years. The good years, 96, yes. 96, 96 to uh, 07. Okay, all right. So we opened up Petco and watched that thing get built. And Fantastic. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Fantastic, and the, I mean, the Financial Literacy Center how, I mean, that's a that's an interesting shift yes. from the Padres to that. It is an interesting shift, and it's one that kind of, it was a pet project of mine. Uh, I, I made mistakes as a college student up there sure. at USF. Don't we all. Got myself a few credit cards that uh, I put a few concerts and a few happy hours on, and that debt grew as I got older, and I was yeah. in my early days with the Padres. I was making very little money, but having a great time in my mid-20s and, and uh, racked up a lot of debt and yeah came to a crucial crisis point that I, it was change things or not be able to pay them. Mm. Uh, parents said, you got yourself into this mess. We're not going to pay it back for you. Yep. And uh, I had to make a plan and I created this plan to pay everything back. It took about eight years. And through that experience, I, I was being asked to go speak to students mm. and kids and families and told my story. And that story started to get heard a lot. And I went back and I really got educated, uh, and, and, uh, certified in the financial services and all that. And next thing, you know, somebody heard me and said, I need you to head up this department. And it's it kind of run from there.
0: Wow. you know, and, I could talk about this topic for days, but personal finance is so important and it's something we don't teach our young people and I think it's a huge missing and a mistake. You need to know how to balance a checkbook. You need to know how to apply and manage a credit card. You need to apply for an auto loan, how to buy a home. Do
1: some basic things here that, you know, we're never taught. All these things are kind of trial and error. Yeah. We kind of learn as we go and Sometimes those mistakes we make have just huge lasting effects and yep. they snowball out of control. And finances is such a personal thing for a lot of people. They don't want to reach out, they don't want to talk to anybody about it because it's em- embarrassing. I don't want to tell anybody I have sure. $26,000 in credit card debt, yeah. you know, when I'm 27 years old, and let alone. Tell that to a girl that's a potential date, right? They're right. not gonna
0: <laughs> What's your FICO score? No one's will not to tell of you. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> right. Kind of in a roundabout way, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I get it and I similar thing. I, you know, literally ran out of cash my senior at college and, you know, got the Visa card and was like, Sure, bar tabs on me, you know, let's go out to you know, and then wait a minute, I gotta pay you guys? Right. I don't have any money to pay the minimum. And wait a minute, that balance
1: just keeps going up. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the statements don't stop. It, it, it's that. Yeah. And you don't even think about it. And it's funny, the last time when, when I paid off that last credit card, it was about two months before I got married Yeah, in 2006. And my wife brought out this bottle of champagne that she'd been waiting. She said, congratulations, babe. You just paid off your bar tab from 1998. <laughs> and if you, and I, it, it took me a second, but if you think about that, all those things that you put on a credit card and we just, and you pay it back slowly, think yep. about all the things that you've forgotten about that are still compiling interest. Sure. You know, it's like you spend that dollar, but you're really spending a dollar fifty.
0: Right. Maybe two bucks. It, and then it compiles. And then forget about what the opportunity cost is
1: down the road because that's a dollar you can't invest. All that's all yes, exactly. All the, the money you could have would have put away for a home earlier on, all those plans that you have that get put on hold because of those instant gratifications things that and lack mm-hmm. of knowledge honestly. Sure instant gratification that you do that is now going to affect so many choices that you want to make down the road and plans for yourself that are going to be put on hold yeah yeah wow and we have we have a, a co-pilot with us
0: right. <laughs> mr jeff goldstein jeff welcome back thank you glad to be back so excited to get an update on goldsteingolf.com and everything you have going on but give our listeners now audience just a little bit of background where'd you grow up where you go to college what's your sure. path been like
2: so, oh, grew up here in one of the fortunate few. Grew up in San Diego, yeah. down in Benita, California. Still one of the best carne asada burritos in town. I go down there every now and again to get it. Nice. Uh, went to school in Richmond, Virginia at Virginia Commonwealth when our team was not good. So I missed all the you know the fame and good wins from 2011 up until I think maybe 2018 there. I think they've gone to the tournament every year for the past seven or eight years or something they just like came that. out
0: of nowhere and now yeah. they're on the map
2: that's it and the two basketball coaches that got them there are no longer there they went for the money so they've got some rebuilding ahead yep and during school i was fortunate i mentored under a name that resurfaced lately since tiger just tied sam sneed with the 82 wins and i had the opportunity to be around sam sneed when i was a sophomore junior in college and wow. really integrate a lot of his platform into how I coach my clients and what we do from some of our events throughout the the west coast and a lot of his knowledge was way ahead of his time just amazing how
1: did I not know that yeah.
0: well, amazing that. fun fact about <laughs> Jeff Goldstein awesome. That's yeah tutored under Sam Snead sure. no, so you graduate experience. college then what I turned pro
2: at 22 yeah. and uh, moved to Orlando, Florida to play on the Tommy Armour tour Okay. and had about $3,000 to my name, which I thought I was going to be totally good. Not racking up any debt, but paying entry fees and mini tour events. And that yeah. lasted for about mm, four and a half weeks. <laughs> and then I realized that I had to, It's like, oh, I have to live in some place. I gotta pay feed rent feed You know let alone pay entry fees for uh, for the various events. So yeah. uh, in lieu of that, my mom was going through some health issues. I actually moved back to San Diego in 97 and uh, still maintained professional status, was, was living here in San Diego, playing all the mini tours known to, man- known to mankind. And oddly enough, I have a, a pretty fo- a funny story for the financial folks out there, but uh, most of my clients are financial advisors and they always mm. ask me, when I'm gonna start playing again, because that's the ever present question. You know, coach, you're, you're you know, go out and shoot seven under when we play a round of, of golf together, go out and play again. And my story is I spent seven hundred and fifty thousand to make four hundred thousand. So not the best investment in anyone's <laughs> eyes. So no I'm not going back out to play. I think I'll stick with what I'm doing with events and working with Chase and his organization. It's a great way to get the word out and and um, I, I'm I'm out of that game for now.
0: Got it. Got it. Well It's great to have you back on. You know, I'm excited to hear what you guys have been up to. And, you know, why don't we start just talking a little bit about your partnership? I know you helped with this event. You know, share with our our listeners what that was like.
2: Sure. Well, introduced to Chase via Holly Kennedy, as as I mentioned before, Kennedy Golf Events. I've known Holly since the early days of San Diego Junior Golf. Oh, wow. And she has a a great foothold with events from soup to nuts. And she's just absolutely fantastic was introduced to um, Chase and Brad Pagano. That was 2017, I think it was. And I shared with them the the TrackMan event experience and said, I'd like to come out and bring it out to the golf tournament, put some folks on TrackMan, capture some data in real time, run some contests. And lo and behold, this was our third year, we had people actually walk up on the tee box and. Show their phone with the video that was from two years ago. Like, hey, Coach Jeff, nice. what, how's this look compared to you know what I just did right now? Well, you know, start playing tennis, dude. That's how it looks right now. Right, right? I can <laughs> tell you haven't
0: been going to the range like we talked about. Exactly, take up bowling now. It, it, it's <laughs> all fun me. and
2: games, but um, it, it it's really great to see that interaction because yeah. it's it's real live data that people can learn from. Yeah, awesome.
0: and, and you know, talk about. TrackMan a little bit. You know, folks, Jeff has this really cool gadget with this great technology, but explain it so people understand really what TrackMan is. Sure, so
2: in, in essence, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm one of the TrackMan owners in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not create the technology. Uh, there's a, a some folks in Denmark that created it, some missile engineers, and, and they figured Smart out folks. a way to, to track projectiles, which is a golf ball. I purchased my TrackMan 2016 and found a niche in respect to going to an event letting people hit golf shots on the TrackMan, and then we capture the data, send them an email within a few days that gives them some guidance on how they can improve. If they're looking to take that information to a club fitter, they can get custom clubs built from it. So there's a lot of parameters that really help. At the end of the day, it's it's. Uh, I like to talk about the Wizard of Oz. At a certain point, we were all kids, we saw the Wizard of Oz and at the end, there was a guy running the show behind the curtain, that's TrackMan. So right. TrackMan's the magic behind the curtain. It doesn't matter if it's Tiger, DJ, Rory, any of the great LPGA players in the world, they all own their own track man, which wow. is at, at that level, you have to, yeah. to compete.
0: Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. And and where do folks find you online or social media? Uh, so
2: I, my Instagram handle, Goldstein Golf is, um, I, I'm, I'm on there pretty frequently. LinkedIn okay. is a little more of a focus for me now. Most of the events that we do are, are more geared to business professionals and Trade associations, nonprofits, corporations as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, GoldsteinGolf.com is my kind of you know namesake. That's uh, up and running, and I'm shifting things a little bit more to the ultimate tee box experience, yep. which is a concept that I created to have more engagement at some of these events, and integrating event partners that would like to actually meet the golfers face to face on a tee box. We're talking about incorporating some high end restaurants on the tee box, so it's. You get a sample some different food items from some really cool restaurants around town. Test drive a Tesla if you happen to win one of the prizes at the event. We did that for Chase's event, had the Model X parked on the T box and there must have been 15, 20 people sitting in the car going, when can I get the keys and drive it away? I was like, right. well, you gotta wait to see if you win. So yeah. uh, just a, and adding experiential elements to the event.
1: Really cool. Yeah. It really has and it's it, where you are now, I mean, just in three short years, the experience is second to none. It's unbelievable. Thank you. Everybody looks forward to what is coming. That's part of our marketing Brilliant. that they're gonna be there. Oh yeah. So you guys incorporate Absolutely. TrackMan man and just business into all of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean it a golf tournament, especially when you're doing it for charity, you know, they're not well, I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be those few who are very into it and wanna win. But for the most part people are there for a charity. They're there to spend some money, have a great time, and that's the experience that the Boost for Our, for our Heroes Golf Classic really wants for everybody. It's, it's The golf is almost secondary. Mm. Um, we want it to be a quick round. We don't want it to lag behind. We want all the holes to have something that people can enjoy themselves. They can eat. They can drink. They can improve by just seeing how they hit a golf ball and sitting in a Tesla and talking about people's different vodkas or whatever it might be. Sure. The whole day, the whole experience has got to be something that they say, you know what, I'm going to check that box, and I'm going to be there every year. Fantastic. And, and where do people find more information on for Boost for Our Heroes? They can go to sdflc.org forward slash Boost for Our Heroes. Say that again. sdflc.org forward
0: slash Boost for Our Heroes. Great. So folks, you're going to want to make a note of that. And obviously we're going to share, you know, both these guys' websites and, you know, social media handles and that stuff.
1: What do you see going forward for the program? So our biggest thing with the the Boost for Our Heroes program, it's we give out a $3,000 boost every quarter to a family or individual who is either a veteran or active duty Mm in the service, and it doesn't matter what branch. So active duty, regardless of branch. Yep. Okay. Veteran. It just so happens we have so many Navy and Marines here in San Diego that that is the bulk of the applications and the bulk of the people that we work with. Mm -hmm. But there are Army here. There are some Air Force and definitely Coast Guard. There are some Coasties for sure. Uh, We work with them as well. And so we kind of help those individuals, those families, kind of get back on track, try to help them, and and everything from – Uh, transitions. You know, we have a lot of people that are here and move here because the service moved them here and then they're transitioning out. Now they're going into the civilian world and that's a whole different ball game financially in the civilian world than it is when they're in the service. So it's helping them kind of navigate those waters, figure out what the costs of living are, those kinds of things. And again, those things that a lot of people made choices where They weren't fully informed choices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trying to help them going forward make those informed choices. Fantastic. I mean, you and I
0: talked about, you know, kind of making those mistakes earlier on because we didn't have the education. You know, no one told us like, you know, credit card, the interest accrues, meaning your balance goes up when you're just paying the minimum. Oh, absolutely. You know, interesting concept, but unless, you, unless you're unless you taught how to manage something like that, that can be a dangerous
1: thing. Absolutely. And, and that's what this golf tournament does is it is fully funded. We wow. get to give those awards. It's fully funded by this golf tournament and this golf tournament alone. Wow. So over the years, every dollar that we make for that golf tournament gives the boost to those families. And the more money we make, the more boosts we can give. So... That, that is a, we don't have grants, we don't have people that come to us and say, well, we wanted to do it this way. This is a program that we came up with, there's no strings attached, we give it to the people that we that, think are most deserved. And how do, you, how do you decide, like what does that application look like? <laughs> so the application is, we hear their story, we okay. find out what they're about, then they come in and they can either meet with us individually, okay they can meet with by phone, they, they basically go through a financial coaching. These are people that, okay. look, here it is, we're not sure what here's to do. Here's my
0: financials. Here's the family and budget. We help and P&L. guide them. We help yeah. guide
1: them. We don't tell them what to do. Yeah. We don't we have to help them understand, first of all, their situation. Mm. Half the time, they don't even know how much debt they have. They don't realize uh, how much money's going out. Yep. Right? And and a lot you're gonna laugh, but a lot of times really aren't even sure how much money's coming in. So it's really right. taking a look and understanding and creating finding out where they are, and then creating a roadmap for themselves, basically. Love it. And by doing that, making more well-informed decisions, that's gonna help them out financially and stress levels-wise in their life. I mean, financial stresses is, is the leading cause of divorce in this country.
0: And again, back to you know, that education, that awareness piece around personal finance and fiscal literacy, I think is so important. You know, it's one of the things that I do in my business as a mortgage loan officer outside of giving people home loans is, how does it all work? You know, how how does this mortgage work in line with your student loan debt that you're paying off? You have two vehicles, you have two kids, you're trying to retire, put kids through college. How does it all work, you know?
1: How many times have you run into a family where they think that their, their goal is to be owning a home by a certain age or a certain point in life? And then how many times have you had to tell them, you've got some work to do. We've got, you've yeah got a whole lot of things here before you can put it in on that house. Yeah. We got to take care of some business here. And, and that can be devastating for some people who think, well, wait, we're, we're ready for that home. Right. And it right. may not be ready for them.
0: Yeah. You know, obviously you got to, you got to articulate things in a way that empowers people and keeps them excited about the vision and just keep them on the path, right? Give them milestones to hit along the way. A thousand percent. Um, you know, want uh, to be responsible for our time, but talk to us real quick about Talk Wealth to Me podcast. What so is that?
1: The Talk Wealth to Me podcast is a podcast that the SDFLC puts out that I and a couple of my cohorts, uh, Felipe and Katie, are uh, the hosts of. And we weekly put out a different podcast about everything there is that's personal finance, everything from, and we do interviews from, with people all over the world about everything from like fire. It's this new wave about, um, financial independence, uh, financial independence. Retire early is what it stands for. Okay. Um, which is really, really fascinating. But we talk to people that know how to do Disney cheap. We talk to people about how to grocery shop. We talk to people about couponing, uh, Buying a home, preparing—what do you have to do? I mean, everything there is to do in the world of personal finance, we cover on that podcast. That is fantastic. And how do we? How do we get more information about the podcast? You can go to sdflc.org. You can go to talkwealthtome.com. Okay, and uh, it—you'll find it anywhere podcasts are uh, found. Wow. So talkwealthtome.com or sd
0: flc.org it's a mouthful isn't it Yep. no fantastic <laughs> and we'll have it all because this stuff is so important and it's, and it's obviously a passion of mine it's, I've made it my career um, what are some parting words for our listeners and our network
1: if you want to get better at golf you need to go to Goldstein Golf and see the numbers because honestly I looked at my numbers that he sent me like literally the day after the golf tournament yep I got ribbed so bad they were my my swing speed nice. is horrific
2: one2 I've I, you looked at I it remember, before we came here. I did. Today? I did. I looked at it. <laughs> it sounds good, but
1: I have no frame of reference. It's
0: brutal. Yeah.
2: So, a, a, average male golfer is ninety-four miles an hour club head speed. Yep. Average PGA Tour player with a driver, one hundred and thirteen miles an hour. Yep. Yeah, Those are some baselines.
0: Got it. So Chase has some work to do. I probably am he's got three way more three more,
2: three more miles to get, and he's average.
0: I'd like to improve on that number quite <laughs> <Okay>. a bit. <laughs> All kidding aside, though, you know what? What do you want people to take away from this about?
1: anything? Well, I think first of all, anyone that wants to put on a golf tournament needs to figure out that it's beyond just the golf. Mm. Um, fundraising is a very difficult thing to do. There's so many golf tournaments here in town. Organizations like Kennedy Golf, um, she and John, uh, Holly Kennedy and John Kennedy, they own Emerald Isle Golf Course yep. up in Oceanside. It's phenomenal. They need to take advantage of people that really know how to run these kinds of events Mm -hmm. we couldn't make the kind of money that we do for this event if it weren't for the goldstein golfs and the kennedy golfs of the world that really know what they're doing yeah keep us focused on what the what the goals are yep let us go try to raise the money and then they really take care of the the nuts and bolts of the tournament and it's people come back to our tournament over and over again because it's it's well run and that really has nothing to do with me
0: fantastic well i mean i I love it. I think that you know Jeff is bringing a lot of value. Obviously, you know these these charity golf events. It's a little bit about golf. It's a lot about a cause. And you know I thank you both for what you're doing. You know Chase, Jeff, thank you both for coming on. Uh, can I have you guys back on in the future? Of course, love to. Okay, love fantastic. To. So folks, we're going to get all this stuff out. But obviously, you want to go to their websites. You want to be following both these organizations and these servant leaders on their social media and see how you can get involved with them they've got great missions both going you want to be getting involved as we always say around here get out there and rise up